0: Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now, let's listen to the word of God. You don't have to lean on your own understanding. Because we have a God who's so good, who has plans for us, And he already knows what's going to happen in the future. I want to tell about this God whom I'm talking to you. And I want you all to read with me as we get into this. Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 12. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Yeah, from verse 13. Who is able to advise the spirit of God Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instructions about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. All the wood in Lebanon's forests and all Lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. The nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes, they count for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. To whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? Can he be compared to an idol formed in a mould, overlaid with gold and decorated with silver chains? Or if people are too poor for that, they might at least choose wood that own decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down. Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave before the world began. Are you so ignorant? I'm jumping to verse 25. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. To whom can you compare this God? I don't think there is no one who is equal to our God, and this God calls you and me as sons and daughters. And if you believe that, I think you should also believe that He has perfect plans for us. And you do not lean onto your own understanding. Yeah? Right. So now coming to the title of my sermon. Okay, before coming to the title, I want to ask a question. So how many of you have been in this uh, phase of waiting? Or maybe you are waiting for something? Yeah, even me. Of course, this word is even for me, Church. See, it's for us, for all of us. So... So wait. So what do you experience in this process of waiting? Yes, Panas. Patience. Interesting. Thank you, Pastor Robin. Anxiety. Anxiety? Absolutely. All right, so let's see the definition of weight according to the world, right? According to the dictionary. The capacity to tolerate or accept, delay, problem or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Come on, read it. The capacity to tolerate or accept delay problem or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. How is this possible? Is it possible for us to you know, uh, wait? To wait without being anxious, without being annoyed? Alright. Fine. Let, let's keep it just the way it is. And let me show... Um, my definition, for wait. So, W is for watch. A is for act. I is for just in. I'm not completing it, I'm just giving you a heads up. And T is for time. So, it is watching attentively. Watching attentively, acting accordingly, in the appropriate timing that God has approved. Amen? Come on. If you are going through this process of waiting, trust me, it is not a time of waste. It is not a time of waste. Either, I'll tell you both, there is positive and negative in in this process of waiting. Either you get closer to God or you go away from God. Right? And let's focus on getting closer to God. All right? Let's, let's focus on how, how can we, uh, you know, trust God, even in this process of uh, anxiety, of anger, of impatience, etc., in the, in the process of waiting. Yeah? And let's see what Bible talks about waiting. Can we read it together? Yeah. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. Can we read it once again? But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. Church, do you believe uh, that every word that is uh, written by the inspiration of Holy Spirit in the holy book has life? And it is truth. If God is telling you that if you're going to wait, if you're going to trust on him, he's going to give you new strength. He's going to renew us. Right? All right, so I'm going to read the same verse from three different versions. Yeah? Let's read it together. so I think it's, NIL is, is the same. So let's go to NIV. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on weagles, wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Okay, and the next version. But they that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. What do you observe from these three different versions, George? What do you observe? Yes. We see three different words, trust, hope, and wait. So according to me, wait is equal to hope hope is equal to trust so basically waiting means you need to trust on the lord and you need to hope you need to hope on god for what you're waiting for yeah so waiting is nothing but just trusting god and not leaning on your understanding and hoping Consistently waiting for what God's gonna do in this process of waiting. Okay, let me show you this. Um, so, according to Bible, trust means you can you can see that in the braces. I'm sorry if it, if the you know uh, you, you, it's not that visible for you on the screen. But trust means not leaning onto your own understanding, and hope basically means. Confident expectation of what God has promised. Yeah? So let's read this once again and let's replace the word trust with the sentence not leaning onto. Yeah? Okay. But those who do not lean onto your own understanding, but Lord, will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. Come on now. You need to understand this, church. But those who do not lean onto your own understanding, but, Lord, will find new strength, they will soar high on wings like eagles. And coming to the hope, but those who confidently expect of what God has promised will renew their strength, they will soar on high with wings like eagles, they will run and do not grow weary. Amen. So as I was actually, you know, uh, studying and I was memorizing on this, I, I was just meditating on this. Sorry for that. I was taken back to um, this word eagle. And I was again and again thinking about why is God talking about eagle here? what is the importance i don't know i just felt like okay let me research more on eagle what is eagle and what, what are the features of eagle and and why is god always it's it's not only in this passage but you can see god has spoken about eagle in many um you know other chapters and other books yeah so as i was meditating i just um found out that eagle is Uh, Very large and it's very heavy and it's a faster flight bird Not only that it is called as king of birds It is the king of birds, okay? And So uh, it's the world's powerful bird Okay, and although it weighs uh, just 20 pounds um, It is it is called to be a king of birds and again uh, I was trying to compare this eagle with myself. So basically what I'm trying to say is I am comparing the eagle to the children of God. Alright? So if eagle is called to be the king of birds then you and me are called to be king and queens of this world. We have authority over this world and we can fly high not physically but spiritually. Yeah, and then um, the, the other speciality of eagle is it has a very strong beak. You know, and what, what is beak used for? What is beak used for? <laughs> yeah, to feed itself. Yeah, and also its beak is so stronger that it uses to, um, for ripping the flesh of the prey. Yeah, And God just immediately told me that that is one of the features of the eagle, but what do you have? He asked me, okay, now I'm comparing an eagle with a human, with myself. So the next question that I had was, what do I have that is as strong as this beak? And then I, I, I thought it was, I mean, I... I I just got it. That was just my tongue. It was my tongue. Your tongue is powerful. That means the word you speak is very important and it carries power. Yeah. When God created the world, he, he, how, how did God create the world? Anybody? Yeah. By speaking it out, by word, So when God created the world, he just said, let there be light, and there was light. That means the word carried power. So when we, as daughters and sons of God, when we speak, there is power in it. Because Jesus had given it to us when he died on the cross. Right? So when you are in the process of waiting, I think you you need to declare positive positive uh, words and you need to declare uh, life to the situation rather than talking about the negativity yeah and and then um, the other thing uh, that is that captured me was the eyes of the eagle the eyes of the eagle is very sharp church you know no matter how um, higher it flies um, it can spot on the prey you know no matter how higher it is it can just on the prey, and it can, you know, it, it, you spot it, you get it. Yeah? So, and, and then the God said to me, What do you have? It, ha- it has its, its eyes wherein it can feed itself, and it's sharp. That's good, but what do you have? And then he said to me, You have something called wisdom. You have wisdom. If the eagle can spot its prey through its eyes, then you and me can spot our enemies through the wisdom that God has given to us and you can break every power, the negative power over your life. Yeah? So, uh, this is something that uh, I actually, you know, uh, it was very new for me, you know, God trying to uh, take me through this process of knowing what an eagle is and what I am. And I also understood that it's, it's not just this. God never compares you for something lower. He always compares you to something stronger. If you see, God compares you to, you know, uh, to a lion. In, if you see in the scriptures, God is the Lion of Judah. And... Similarly, eagle. So eagle is not weaker, it is stronger. So in all your life, all through, all through um, your life, if you, if, you, if you see and if you analyze, God has always encouraged you and God, have, God has always seen you in that level. He's not a God who's gonna let us down just because you're going through a bad phase right now. Yeah? Amen? And then I, uh, I was just, uh, you know, like meditating again and again because for over two days, I couldn't take off my uh, thoughts from this particular bird, eagle. And, and then uh, God just told me this, you know. Uh, there are two keys that I've found uh, that God helped me, uh, you know, through this process of waiting. The first one is word and the second one that i found was wisdom you need to have the word and you need to have the wisdom if you have to if you have to you know be victorious in this process of waiting all right so uh, i was just you know like asking god god how do i uh, how do i really explain about this lord how do i tell that this is important And uh, I just got this thought, you know, God is not a God who's going to lock you in a room, right, without giving you keys. God will never lock you in a room without providing you the keys. But trust me, he's not a God who's going to break your doors and set you free. He's given you keys instead wherein you need to unlock and you need to come out victoriously you understand i don't know how much you understand but this was a big revelation for me most of the times we uh, we held locked up in so many situations in our life it could be personal it could be spiritual whatever it is but trust me you have the keys to unlock you know the situation that you are in and the word you speak during this process is very important, George. You need to declare life over your situation. That is the importance of word. If you are going through something really bad in your life, you, 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 I, I like the fact that um, once Pinaz advised me, you know, um, you need to abort the thoughts of fear, a thought of negativity, even before you speak out. That ministered to me a lot, you know, because when you speak it out, it carries power and the enemy takes it as a key and he destroys you completely because your words carry the power to construct and the power to destroy. Yeah. So you need to abort few thoughts then and there, even before you speak it out. And for this wisdom is very important. And you see, see, the word and the wisdom is so interrelated. You cannot have word without wisdom. And you cannot have wisdom without word. Yeah? And now comes this question, how do we get wisdom? How do we have this wisdom? Okay. do you know this person called Solomon, King Solomon? Yeah, do you know his story? Can somebody tell me? who was he he was a king and what is bible column he was the wisest man on the planet earth yeah so so i was asking god like why did solomon ask for wisdom when he had everything you know who was solomon's father king david yeah king david should have had everything, right, because he was a king. So Solomon had everything, but why did he ask for wisdom? It's a question. Sorry, sorry, brother. To listen, discern, yeah, that's right, to discern. Okay, let me explain you this, alright? I have already shared about this, but let me come, come again to this point. Uh, there is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Right? You know what knowledge is? Knowledge is just an information that you get through the experience of your life. That you can even get in the world by your experiences. But wisdom is not a knowledge. You need to have knowledge to have wisdom. And that knowledge is given by God alone. You need to have knowledge to have wisdom. So um, when I was a very beginner in the Lord, right, I used to get so impressed by this person Solomon because he asked for wisdom. I really love um, King David because he carried a heart that no one else carried. So I used to ask God, so I used to you know, replace my name in you know, every uh, passage and I used to ask God, God, I want to be like Solomon. You gave him wisdom, so give me wisdom. So I don't know why he asked wisdom, but I'm just going to ask because I was jealous. I was jealous. So, you know, if you need to have wisdom, the first thing that you need to have is the fear of God. You need to have fear of God. If you take God for granted, then I think you will have a lot of knowledge, but not wisdom. You will never have wisdom. So the ability to discern or judge what is true is called wisdom, and this you can receive only through the Word of God, and that is nothing but God. And the knowledge is an information that you can just get anytime, anywhere, just by your experiences. So Solomon asked God, God said to Solomon, since this is your heart's desire, and you have not asked for wealth, possession or honor, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. and. I will also give you wealth, positions, and honor, such as no king who was before, who who was before you ever had, and none after you will have. Amen. Can you just close your eyes and just ask God? God, if you can give wisdom to Solomon, see, you have you you read even before the word could start that he is a God who is equal to who is not equal to, the world, to other gods, but he equally loves each and every one on this world. Yeah, If he can love Solomon and if he can give wisdom to Solomon, and he is the same God yesterday, today and forever, and he can give this wisdom to us today, right now, if you have the desire in your heart. If you do not have desire, then I think it's hard. If you do not have the fear of this Lord, a good fear of this Lord, because He loves us, just just close your eyes and just keep your hands on your heart and say, God, I desire for this wisdom. You know why wisdom is important? I'll tell you, because no matter how much thing you have in this world, no matter how wealthy you are, no matter what you have in your life, if you do not have wisdom, you wouldn't know how to handle it. You wouldn't know how to handle it. All right, God, we thank you for this moment, Lord, and we believe that this word is from you. And we believe that as your children are waiting over here with the desire to, 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 to have this knowledge of wisdom, Lord, We believe that this is the moment that you have called us to provide what we ask, Daddy. We thank you for you have given us wisdom like how you had given it to Solomon, Daddy. And we thank you in advance for the additional blessings that that you're going to bring to us in the future. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So I have few uh, few keys, um, you know, to uh, you know, to have more understanding on uh, spiritual wisdom. So how can we achieve spiritual wisdom? Seek for it. All right. All right. So yeah, ask for it. That's good because God's words say, "You ask, and it will be given to you." All right. So the first thing that I believe. Is having a desire to discern it. You should have this desire. God works when you have desire, Church. You would know the value of food only when you are hungry. Right? So I I, I have, you know, experienced this a lot. You might have had, you might have, um, you know, had a lot of food items in front of you. But if you are not hungry, you're not going to be interested in it. Right? When you are hungry, when you have this desire, when you have this hunger of knowing God, then I believe that this is one of the keys to achieve spiritual wisdom. The other point is, set boundaries, set boundaries, you know, more than uh, this particular word ministering to you, I believe it has ministered me a lot. Actually speaking, I had made a different, um, you know, uh, uh, sermon altogether. And at the nth moment, I had to reshuffle, I had to add a few things, and abort a few things. So I believe these are not something that I am talking to you, because as I said, I believe in the one who's called me. And I just want to obey and honour. And I believe this is a word for us. It's time for us to desire for the wisdom. It's time for us to set boundaries. Setting boundaries is not simple. You need to change few rules of your life. You need to change few rules in your life. You know, it, it is very hard for us to change rules. Like, you know, when I say rules, it could be guarding your heart. It could be guarding your feelings. Set boundaries today. I have already done it, because this ministered me. I believe if you are in this phase of waiting, and you don't know what to do, and if you feel burden, if you need to... if you need to disconnect from something, set boundaries. Set boundaries. And then, the third point that the Spirit led me is, surround yourself with wisdom. How do you surround yourself with wisdom? Simple. Surround yourself with wise men and wise women. The one thing that I've learned is fellowship is very important in our life. I have messed up my life big time. Not once or twice. Multiple times. It could be silly mistake. It could just be a silly disobedience. You know, I believe that disobedience is the greatest sin. This is my first principle. I don't know, somewhere I, I heard this, some preacher, he was just preaching and he said, disobedience is a sin. And that just hit my heart. Disobedience to whom is the next question. Disobeying God's word is the greatest sin that I would say. If you miss or if you disobey what God has called you for, I think you are missing your blessing big time. Not only blessing, you are missing your path. You are missing your ways. But how how does surrounding yourself with wisdom or surrounding yourself with wise people help you? How does it help you? They bring you back. So they encourage you. They pray over you. Yeah? It's very important, church. Surround yourself. If you feel weak, if you feel disheartened, if your heart is broken, if you feel that you have missed your path, I have felt it many times. In fact, very recently, I felt it. But the only thing that has helped me to come this far is fellowship with wise people, with good decision makers. So a good decision maker, when I say good decision maker, it is people who carry wisdom. Not the one who takes you to a different route altogether and making you feel better temporarily but I'm talking about the permanent fix let's not settle down for the temporary fix Let's. I think it's going to be very painful I'm telling you, it's going to be painful the process of waiting, the process of healing the process of understanding it's painful but also believe that the result is going to be a great blessing. It's not only to you, but to the people that you meet, but to the places you go, but to everything that you do. You know, God is like this river. Can you direct a river? Can anybody direct a river? Maybe if you have the authority But in general terms, can you direct a river? You cannot direct a river. But instead, can you fall into the river? In the process of waiting, I'm telling you, you don't have to direct a river where it has to go. Rather, you just fall into the river and just go with the flow. And the river will lead you. And God is the river and He will take you to your destiny. He will take you to your destiny. See, this is one of the um, quotes that I like a lot. Birds of same feathers flock together. What does this mean? Does anyone know? Birds of same feathers flock together. So, so do you understand what is birds of same feathers? Similar bunch of birds, right? So, have you seen these uh, birds flying in the uh, sky with the V-shape and all of that? They are a similar set of birds which flock together. They do not associate with other kind of birds. They always, you know, um, stay, stay, stay with the set of same people, set of same bunch of birds. But we are not uh, the birds out there just like a dodo bird which flocks together. But we are eagles. Have you ever seen eagles um, flocking together? No. They don't. Because they are kings of the birds. They do not. And we are queen. Queens and kings of this world. And you cannot associate yourself with a servant or with somebody ordinary out there, a king carries his power and just like that, you and me carry a different power altogether. Right? Because we are the sons and daughters of this majestic God. Amen? Are you learning something, church? All right. I'm going to come to... I will be concluding in 10 minutes, probably. But before that, I want to tell you something. Go to Romans chapter 10, verse 11. Anyone who trusts in Him will never be disgraced or shamed. That means, anyone who waits in Him, trust, belief, hope, wait, is all same. It is interrelated. But anyone who waits upon him will never be put to shame. Your waiting time is not waste. Your waiting time is not at all waste. I had this vision uh, long back, probably uh, two years ago. You know, I used to be um, very hungry for God. I was, in, I, was, I was just a baby in the Lord back then, okay? So, um, I used to, you know, always ask God, God, come and see me. God, if you can see Abraham, if you can meet Moses, then please do come and meet me. So, I had this desire of, you know, seeing God and talking to Him and all of that. And God did through my dreams and visions. So, I had this uh, vision once where... Um, I am like a little baby, like not a baby, but a child, probably seven or eight years old. And I'm asking God, God, take me with you. And he teaches me in the dream that you need to leave five things. You need to leave them off. I mean, you, you don't have to love them because these are temporary. I remember only three things that he said to me. The first thing is uh, the love that you have for the money. The love that you have for the land, and sometimes the love that kills your relationship. Tell me, how many? See, I think probably uh, you might have fallen in love with someone some time back. Right? <laughs> I think everyone should have had that uh, you know, experience. Did it last till now? Be honest. Yes? Praise God. Then that's the desire that God had given to Pastor Robin. <laughs> but not all the time. But not all the time. <laughs> the love lasts, you know, for a long time. But yes, it teaches us a lot of lessons. Right, and he, he specifically talk, spoke about the love that we have for people. Sometimes can give injustice. Yeah, he, he spoke about these five things, but I just remember three to be honest. And then I'm telling to God, God, I'm fine. I'm done with all of this. You don't want me to love someone. Fine. I'm not loving this person. You don't want me to love land. Okay. I don't want it, Lord. And you don't want me to have loved money, which or whatever it is. I don't want it. Now take me. And I see Jesus walking like this and he turns towards me and he says, wait. He just said, wait, and he went off. What does this mean? Everything has its perfect time. And the time that God has approved. But the process of getting into that place is not easy, church. And you need to fight battles. And if you need to fight battles, you need to have wisdom. And you need to have the word of God. And these are the two keys that I believe that God wanted me to tell to his children and to me. That without which the process of waiting is going to be painful with no fruit. Without. Without the word and wisdom it's going to be painful but it's not going to be fruitful. But with the word with the word and wisdom it's going to be painful but who gives you the strength the strength comes from god he is our strength i think if you go uh, to isaiah chapter 40 verse 30 29 30 yeah he tells uh, okay let me read from verse 28 Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. If you feel that you are powerless tonight, if you feel you do, you do not have enough strength, I think God is answering you here. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Do not lean on your own understanding. The the process of waiting can steal your blessings. I'll show you, King Saul, he lost his blessing. Let me read this for you. He waited seven days, the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal and Saul's men began to scatter. So he said, bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings. And Saul offered up the burnt offering. Just as he finished making the offering, Samuel arrived and Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? asked Samuel. Saul replied, when I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at the set time and that the Philistines were assembling at Mikmash. I thought now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not sought the Lord's favor, so I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. You have done a foolish thing, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. What do you understand? Sometimes our situations, compels it just forces us to take wrong decisions when you lack wisdom. He lost his blessing, but God had a different plan for Saul. If he had waited, he would have, he would have been victorious over the land, Philistine, but he didn't. Sometimes in our life, you know, we take our own decision with the understanding that we have. You know, thinking that this would be better for us. But I tell you, press on, hold on. He has something greater in store for us. Because he is the perfect plan maker. He has a sketch for you, for me, for us. And it will be revealed at the right time, at the appropriate time, at the exact time that God has for it, yeah, that He's approved for it. All I want to say at the end of this is, you will see your miracle at just the right time. This is all I want to say you will see a miracle at just the right time. The right time is set by God and not by us. And to stay in this process of pressing on, you need God. And nothing else, nothing else can help you. It can help you temporarily, but it's not going to be helpful throughout. We hope you were refreshed and strengthened by the Word of God. If you want to know more about God or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share, do connect with us at DreamingRevival.com. Be our guest for one of our services here at Bangalore Revival Centre on Saturdays at 7pm or Sundays at 11am.